That's right, we're in Las Vegas, yes. Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about how to buy property with no money down. Now, this is particularly important, or or topical, I should rather say, uh, because when I was a child... I used to watch infomercials, and Andrew and I were just talking about that. We'd watch this uh, infomercials, slightly different types. I think you were more into the cooking ones than uh, the property ones. But what I always used to see were were DVDs being flogged on infomercials, talking about how to buy property with no deposit, no money down. And I always thought, Mum, you should buy me these DVDs because then I'll learn how to become a property mogul. Uh, little did I know that that some twenty years later, uh, you'd meet Andrew Nichol. I'd meet Andrew Nichol, and he'd teach me how to do it for free. Uh, and now we we have the absolute privilege to be able to talk about uh, these sorts of concepts that uh, used to be flogged on DVDs for for hundreds or thousands of dollars. And we can just talk about these concepts for free and get them out there to, to everyday Kiwis. So, so Andrew, this is a common strategy we see with, with clients. Why don't we talk about, or why don't you give us an overview of how to buy property with no money down and who can buy property with no money down? Okay, so let's just talk about uh, standard investors that we have at the moment. Um, so mum and dad, they've bought a house. Uh, they've been paying it diligently down for a number of years. The kids are finally starting to get a bit older and... and um, and cost them less maybe, or they're about to leave home and cost them less, or about to start paying board at home. So if you're in that kind of position, you're probably sitting on a gold mine, and that's the equity in your house. Now, the challenge with the equity in your house is, um, whilst we often think of our home as an asset, it's something you own, correct, so it meets that definition of an asset, but it's not income generating, and you you can't do anything with it. So Then we talk about leverage. So we've spoken about this previous in the show, but just as a recap, if you've got a half million dollar house and you've got a $200,000 mortgage, the bank will lend you up to 80% of your house, generally speaking. So $500,000 at 80% is $400,000. Now, you have to take away the $200,000 that you've already borrowed, but that leaves $200,000 of usable equity. Now this becomes your cash down. This becomes your deposit for any investment property that you want to look at buying. So what you can do then is you can go to your bank, you can get $100,000 out, you can take that to another bank, and then borrow another up to 400000 to buy another property. Now you could do that twice in that scenario. And we've actually got a really, really cool tool on our website, uh, Leverage Calculator, where you punch in your details and it will work out how much usable equity you've got. And then if you multiply that by five, if you're buying new, how much purchasing power you've got in I had a client in Wellington uh, the week before last, and um, he was blown away because he punched the numbers in. He thought he was, you know, just an okay position. Was delighted to learn that he could borrow about. $5 $5 million for rental properties. Now, he's not going to do that just at the moment. He's going to start out and buy a couple, but um, really exciting for him to discover that actually he's sitting on a gold mine that he didn't even know he had. And that's really interesting because we've had that feedback from a couple of different investors who have gone through these sorts of calculators and, and have said, that can't be right. How is it that I'd be able to buy $5 million worth of property? And actually, the answer is you probably couldn't straight away. The banks wouldn't give you the lending for it. you have it. to be able to afford it, just to, just, to, um, just to disclaimer that. Yeah, so there are some caveats. But what we're really talking is about is that slowly, over time, as the property market has worked really well in New Zealand, and as you have diligently paid down your mortgage, you've been creating 
that asset. You've been creating that equity. And unless you tap into it, it's really just dead money in your home that doesn't really do anything for you. But when you leverage it, when you uh, take out a separate investment loan uh, on that equity and then use that as the deposit to go buy an investment property, that's when it actually becomes useful because then you can buy an income-producing asset and that property can, that investment property can go up in value independently from your own home. You know, So you can sell it to get that equity out, whereas you can't necessarily do that with your own home because you've still got to live somewhere. And so uh, the, the interesting thing about that is that people are more than willing to sit on dead equity in their house but if they had that usable equity in the bank, getting them a 0% return, they'd be pretty upset with the bank. So um, it's, it's really important to really look at what uh, your potential is and then start to unlock that by doing these things like leverage. Um, I also just want to talk a little bit about what if you're starting out and, and you don't have a house to, to lend against. So my first rental property, I saved the deposit. Now saving your deposit for your first property, be it your own house or a rental property, is the hardest one you'll ever do because you've actually got to keep up with the market. I think we've done a podcast on this. You've got to save the money and keep up with um, you know the increasing rate of the market. So in that case, that first property I bought was a $200,000 property and I had a $10,000 saved deposit, um, which, was, which was a lot of money at the time based on you know one income uh, or limited income uh, at the bank and, and I think my girlfriend at the time contributed a bit as well. And so um, once, once, of course, you've done that, what we were able to do, in that case, we added a bit of value, not much with my painting skills, um, but the market sort of gave me some appreciation there, we were able to take out the increased equity and do it again and again and again. And so again, if you're buying your first rental property uh, first rental property now, and then you've got your own home and your rental property going up, then it might be in two years' time, you might be able to buy another two. Now, what if you've been saving uh, or you've got equity, but it's not quite enough? There's some other ways that you might start investing as well. So um, for, for clients of mine who maybe just want to carry on renting, um, so they might be first home buyers or in a position to be first home buyers but aren't really ready to settle down yet, but they don't have enough cash to get into the rental market, sometimes what we do is we go to the bank of mum and dad, so if they're young enough and, and their parents have got enough equity, they might just approach mum and dad and say, hey look, can you help out bridge that gap? And so they can do that in a few ways. They might just give them the money if they've got the money, um, or they might have equity. And um, I've been in a situation like this as well, um, when we, when at one stage of my portfolio I just needed a bit extra, and so I went to my parents and said, hey, you've got all this usable equity, you're not doing anything with it. And and then we topped up their mortgage by $10,000 and then that allowed me to go and buy another rental property. They didn't have to put the cash in, they just had to guarantee $10,000 deposit increase and then be able to do that. Or you could go and do it with a friend. So again, a situation with my parents, I think at one stage um, we ended up buying a rental property together because I said, hey, look, you guys should be doing it. They didn't want to do it by themselves. I said, well, I'll put in some cash, you top up your mortgage, we go in collectively. And again, there's some restrictions and some considerations when you go into investing with someone else. We've done a podcast on that as well. But it's really good to um, be able to get started sooner by involving someone else rather than sitting on the sideline for another few years. And just to put some numbers around the, the fact that you said before as well, Andrew, about how hard it is to save for your first deposit. I do a lot of presentations for, for first home owners or prospective first home buyers. And over the last 
five years, the median New Zealand house price has increased by something like $160,000. So if you are uh, intending to buy your first home with a 10% deposit, then you need to save an extra 16k, uh, you, or you would have needed to save an extra 16k over the last five years, because 10% of, of 160k is 16k. Now, what that actually equates to is that if you're not saving an extra 61 dollars a week, then you're going backwards because house prices are going up faster than what you can actually save for. And I can imagine a situation where uh, quite a, quite a few people's KiwiSaver wouldn't be sixty one dollars a um, a week anyway. So so you need to be able to say be saving in order to be able to keep up with housing demand. And and that's kind of where uh, where where it's really useful to kind of buy with no money down. Now, one of the things that I just want to mention because uh, I don't think that we did define it uh, is uh, what does no money down actually mean? What we're really talking about there is uh, buying a cash deposit. And also, why did I tell the story at the start about the infomercials? Uh, it's it's because many of them were American, and, and because we're recording in Las Vegas for a conference that we're over here for. Uh, that that's that's kind of where it all tied in. But let's wrap it up there. Now, if you're interested in checking out that equity calculator that Andrew was talking about just before, there are two ways you can get to it. I'll drop a link in the show notes, but you can also just Google equity calculator or equity calculator NZ. And it's the first one or two things that pops up on Google. So you can just Google that and tap it in there. But let's wrap it up there. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show. It really does help us get the message out to more and more people. Call within the next 10 minutes and you'll get a set of steak knives. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Eric Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.